Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. So welcome to the Two Sober Chicks podcast, where Lisa and I together do podcasts, and then when each one of us wants to do our own little podcast away from each other because of time or space constraints, we call them shot glasses. So during COVID, I think we've been able to get together twice, so therefore you will see that I've done 113 shot glasses since the beginning of COVID, and hopefully soon Lisa and I will be back together to record some more. So I just got back from my first in-person AA meeting since COVID hit in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, six months. So while I have been a regular on Zoom meetings, this is the first in-person meeting I attended here in Toronto where I live. And God, was it ever nice. Meetings don't keep me sober. My program of recovery keeps me sober. But there's nothing to ground me and to bring me peace and joy like being in the company of my fellow alcoholics and addicts in recovery. My tribe, as I often refer to them. There was a lot of technical difficulties, so patience was a virtue. But there was about 12 of us in the room, in a circle, six feet apart from each other, wearing masks. And there was someone that was operating a laptop and a large screen TV. So it was a Zoom meeting as well. And there was about 12 people online and a chairperson. So it was run just like a regular closed AA meeting up here in Toronto. And the next room over was a closed meeting, but it was not a Zoom closed meeting. So I'm excited to go back for their open meeting, hopefully this week, if I can. But what I wanted to jump on here and talk about was it we specifically talked about step three was made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And I was reminded about how I didn't get this step until I was five months sober. The only thing that kept me going in my recovery, the only thing that kept me coming back to meetings is because I was A, repeatedly told that I could live without alcohol and be happy, but B, the pain of staying the same was greater than the fear of change. The pain of staying the same was greater than the fear of change. And so I wanted sobriety so badly I just kept coming back. I did not drink in those five months. I did white knuckle it, but I believed and I gave the 12 steps a shot. I had been stuck on three for quite some time. And my step three happened at a retreat house here in just outside of Toronto called Manresa. They have four women's AA retreats a year. They have seven men's AA retreats a year. You can just email. I think it's uh, Manresa... Hang on, let me talk about it. Manresa-Canada.ca. And so that's where my step three happened. I'll tell that story another time. But it it was made clear to me that maybe there were people in the room that heard me talking about my share on step three, thinking that I just got it. Maybe I came off that way. Like it was just a really easy thing to do, but it wasn't. And I have a couple of sponsees that have relapsed more than a couple of times during COVID. And one of the things I've been telling them lately is you have to focus on your solution. You have to focus on the higher power. If you look at the big book and the steps, it's not really about not drinking or using. It's about forming a relationship with a higher power 
and understanding that that higher power connected with you can overcome your addiction. But if you're going to pray or go to meetings or do your readings and the whole time in the back of your head, you're like, I want to drink, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to drink, but I'm going to read this book. I'm going to drink, but I have to talk to my sponsor. That resistance of the craving means you're not actually focusing 100% on the solution. If you're praying all the while letting the little devil on your shoulder talk to you, it's not going to be as effective as if you start to train yourself to say, no, not going there. Thank you for sharing. Now shut up. Because if I'm truly focused on what's going on in front of me, I'm not focused on the fact that I want to drink. I had to do this in retraining my brain to come out of a couple of chronic illnesses. I have successfully overcome um mast cell activation disorder, which is basically your skin crawls all the time. And I still have it. Like I can feel it if I focus on it. But it became so overpowering that I wanted to kill myself. It was like it was the worst feeling. And the way I trained myself to not feel like I wanted to scratch my skin off all day long with tons of meds in my system to try and combat that was I decided I would laser focus on whatever was in front of me. And it took some time because that's the way it works with the brain. But eventually it got to the place where it wasn't consuming my life anymore. And now unless I think about it and focus on it, like I can feel it right now, if I think about it, it doesn't affect my daily life. And it's the same thing that with my inner ear disorders, um, vertigo, dizziness, nausea, what I used to call episodes, I decided that I was going to retrain my brain and wasn't going to fuck with that anymore. Same thing with all of the fear and the, the issues I had last year. I made a decision, but it doesn't mean that it disappeared overnight. So what I want to say is this. If you're struggling with the higher power concept, if you're struggling to make that decision, which, by the way, doesn't mean you feel like it, you want to, or you believe it. It means you make a decision. Then keep trying because you will outlast your compulsion and your cravings. You will, but you cannot be bitching and complaining about your resentments or your anger or your issues with other people or the money that you've wasted on your recovery or the time that you've wasted on your recovery or the reason this person angers you and why you can't be around your family and why you can't be at your job and I need a drink and I need a drug. Like if that's where your brain power is going, you're feeding your addiction. Focus a thousand percent on the solution, on praying, on talking to God. Ask God to relieve you of your alcoholism, of your anxiety, of your anger, and believe that it can work. But believe and understand that you have to do the work too. You have to reach out to God before he reaches back and touches you, unless you are one of those rare people that has a divine intervention without any of your consent. Most of us, it doesn't work that way. When you pray, you reach out that hand to your higher power. When you help others, you reach out your hand to another human being in order to be of service to them and you get out of your own head. Focusing on the anger and the resentment and the desire to drink or use or behave is focusing inward. You've got to focus outward. I can tell you it works. Higher power is just a name for a power higher than yourself. Duh. Um, I've thought of a, a thing for a t-shirt um, today fueled by higher power or higher powered. I thought that was pretty clever. So I know a lot of us are struggling and I'm sorry, 
but I'm telling you there's a solution. It's not you. It does not found in a bottle. It's not found in a substance. It's not found in a person. It's found in a higher power that wants to help you, that wants you to be at peace. How do you know your higher power is working in your life? Because you have peace. Because you choose to let him worry about what he worries about, which is the results of basically everything. And you worry about what you worry about, which is letting him worry about it. There was a man at the meeting tonight that talked about how during COVID, he's like lost his job and separated from his wife and was on his way to homelessness and finally found a place 10 days before he was going to be homeless. And he's like, you know what the crazy thing is? I did not fear one time because I got down on my knees every day and I said, God, I trust you. I can only do what I can do. I do the work. You're responsible for the outcome. He's like, I've never been happier. And that's a lot's being said. There was also another share of a man that yelled across the room at a a female newcomer. And he said, uh, if I told you that I could guarantee that you would be happy without alcohol if you try this program, would you try it? And she's like, "Uh, yes. And he's like, I guarantee you, you could be happy without alcohol. Just look it around at us. Ask us. And I thought that was really great. I'm very tired now and I'm going to go to sleep, but I didn't want to go to bed before I recorded this so that tomorrow when I wake up, I can post it. Welcome to September, y'all. We're in the last quarter of 2020. I'm believing wonderful things for 2021. And that's it. Good night.